what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. Welcome to a mobile edition of the Before and After Show. If you listened to the last episode, uh, you heard me and four guys talk about the upcoming Fast and Furious movie, Furious 7. Uh, The film has since come out as of this Friday, this last Friday. Um, And I'm here with three guys. This time we are Sans, one of the brothers, Moray, to talk about our impressions of the film after having seen it. That's how the show works. We tell you what we think about a movie before we see it, we go see it, and then we tell you uh, what we thought about after the movie. So before we get into that, I want to thank you guys so much. I'm not sure what's going on with the Before Furious 7 episode, but it's the first episode of the show to reach 100 plays on SoundCloud, so thank you for that. Um, The numbers haven't been great the few weeks leading up to that, so I'm really pumped about it. Um, If someone's just been hitting refresh on your browser to up the play count. Uh, I mean, thanks, but I sure would like that to be relatively unique listens to the show. Um, but today I'm joined by Robert Mayo. Hello. Slade Oren. Hey, guys. And Mike Moray. What's up? Um, so we just got out of seeing uh, Furious 7, and to sort of recap a little bit, we were all kind of expecting it to be crazy, over-the-top ridiculousness, but also kind of a sweet tribute to the late Paul Walker. Which we got into in the in the last episode. So um, I think we're going to start with Slade. What was your overall impression of the movie after? Just first impression. First impression. Um, it was ridiculous. Like there was just so many crazy things happening the whole time. Um, so that was that was good. I liked that, and I don't know. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it the whole time while I was watching it. There's just it just felt. Felt good. It felt right. Um, the end was really solid. Um, I felt like it was a really good tribute uh, to Paul Walker, um, and it was just over the top. It felt like the most ridiculous of all of them, uh, and it, it was a good. It felt like they could almost end the series for mm. me. Yeah. And, and before we go any further in this, um, spoiler warning: if you give a crap about that, stop listening. If you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this, I appreciate the listen, but I don't understand why you're listening. So um, we're probably going to spoil the movie pretty heavily here from this point forward, so fair warning, if you are mad, don't be, because it's your fault now. Yeah, so just super entertaining. Yeah, just super entertaining all around. I mean, just so many good one-liners, and ridiculousness, and fun, and just good. I I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Cool. Uh, You have the most to say about this, so we'll come to you last. Mayo, what did you think? Uh, Well, my brain's still kind of mush afterwards, (laughs) so let me gather my thoughts here. Uh, But, you know... There is, it was exhausting. There was a lot of action going on. There was not a lot of exposition in between. There wasn't really a lot of plot. But that didn't matter yeah. because there was a lot of just awesome car, ridiculous car things that you never could have pictured a car doing. <laughs> um, and just the fight scenes were epically awesome. Yeah. Better than any previous really movie. Really fight scenes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think... Um, 
relentless is the the what I was going to use to describe this movie. I mean, it is jam-packed with just the craziest action. Uh, we also saw the movie in IMAX, so it was just like this assault on our ears the whole time. Like, By the way, Vin Diesel in IMAX is probably the best voice to listen to. <laughs> yeah. 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 So my so first impression good. of the movie, right out of the gate after seeing the movie, um, was just like, man, that's the way to send off Paul Walker. Like, We'll get into this in a second, but, but there's a, a tribute to him at the end that feels like such a good natural payoff for everything that's led up to this in previous movies and in this one. I, I think the, the retooling after his, his death really sort of built the movie around him. Didn't make him like the focus, like the emotional focus of the movie, because there kind of really isn't one aside from the Vin Diesel-Michelle Rodriguez relationship. But even that kind of <laughs> takes a backseat to just crazy craziness. Um, yeah. But yeah, this movie just has... Man, it's just so much action to take in. And it's long. I think it's one of the longest, if not the longest, entry in the series. It's like two hours and 20 minutes, and it feels like two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, now, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just feels like its length. So um, that, that was my first impression. It's really, really well done action, as we've come to expect from the series. I really liked the way James Wan directed this movie for the most part. Um for the most part, <laughs> is what I said. Um, I think his direction was good. The editing was a little choppy. The editing was real choppy. Um, Which, that's the fast part of this movie. It's yeah. Kyle with Fury 7, the fast part is in the editing. Yeah. Um, so I, but I, I think some of the camera tricks he uses are really inventive. and like I, I kind of haven't seen a lot of stuff pay off that way in, a, in an action movie before. So I, I liked... The way he filmed a lot of the action. The people talking parts was real strange. But we'll get into that in a second. There's some strange camera things going on. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, uh, what, do you, what do you think? First impression, right out of the gate. We'll try not to interrupt you. Um, well, it's going to take a while for me to even gather my thoughts. Cause my brain kind of exploded about midway through. And then I just kind of went along with it. While simultaneously kind of critiquing it. But still enjoying it. So, my mind is kind of a mush. I liked it. However, I feel like it jumped the shark in more ways than one at various points. And What do you mean? I feel like I really just... While I was enjoying the set pieces, I, did, I didn't feel any sense of stakes in any of them. Because I never felt like any of the characters were in any danger Everyone's whatsoever. Every, yeah, like Vin Diesel like literally flies off a cliff is not harmed yeah. at all. And this happens multiple times in this movie. I was thinking on the way over here, I was just like, everyone died at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. And, and some of them barely even have a scratch on them. I mean, fight scenes that are admittedly pretty sweet go on way too long. There's no. Po- there's like a point where it's just like, okay, there's a couple of dudes here who would have died by now. And... I don't have a sense of there's any flow to this action sequence because it just keeps on going and people are taking on these incredible hits that would kill any other normal person and they keep on trucking and then it arbitrarily ends at some point because we're supposed to just be like, oh, well, this fight scene lasted five minutes, so it's over now. And so my problem was that it just kind of felt completely disconnected from reality from almost the very first action sequence. Whereas, don't get me wrong, other Fast and Furious movies have also had ridiculous action scenes. But they also kind of started from a place of groundedness, and this one almost started from the beginning being a climax 
And it was constant climax throughout the entire film when it came to action sequences. It never felt like it was building towards something. And then it went to crazy town in the end. Yeah, crazy town. Yeah. Um, I, sort of as a rebuttal to that, I, the, what I will say is this is like, this is sort of like Fast 6 Part 2. Yeah. So I'm fine with that being like all climax because it's, it takes the building blocks almost more directly than any other sequel in the franchise has. Mm-hmm. It takes the building blocks of 6 and puts them into 7. So I'm fine with like it just being as nonstop as it was. Um, I, I feel like if this were like Fast 6 or even especially Fast 5 or something, it wouldn't have worked. Like yeah. if, if you would have flip-flopped you know, positions with, with stuff, it wouldn't have worked. But because of the order that the, the movies are in, I think it's and, fun. And it was building off of 3 and even a little bit 4 with uh, yeah, I mean, Revenge was... and the Letty and, and Dom relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think in some ways this is kind of a cap off to the entire series as we currently know it. And, you know, it's just kind of like a Return of the King style movie where it is kind of just constant battles and resolution of various things that have happened previously. So I understand that point. Right. Uh, I guess I was kind of, I know Fast and is known for its plot, but I was kind of bothered by the lack of one in some ways. And the fact that there's basically no character development. And you can really see, obviously, the effect of Paul Walker having an effect on this film in terms of it kind of feels a little stitched together. But I also kind of get the sense that before he even died, this movie didn't really have a good genesis for a plot. It just kind of things happen and you kind of just are like, okay, I have no idea what's happening, but it's leading to a sweet action scene. So, okay, I'll go with it. I'll concede that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so what did you like about the movie? Okay. Like, what was, what was your, like sort of your, your big like mountaintop moments with this movie? Um, let's see. I really liked, I really liked the movie. It's good. Um, a lot of action. And I liked kind of the fact that it was, like you said, there's just like all like climax the whole time because there was there's been so much build up to this whole point. Like we've had six movies before this point, you know, and it didn't might not have functioned well as um, as a like movie in and of itself, mm-hmm. like but, a standalone, like a standalone movie. But it doesn't exist that way. Yeah. Like I'm never just gonna watch seven, you know. Like you just marathon them. That's mm-hmm. just what you do. Yeah. Um, so I liked it in that aspect because it was just a really good, like, final, extreme, crazy uh, film that, like, kind of closed up a lot of um, the series, as we know it, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy... The fight scenes are crazy. They're really good. Um, especially the Tony Jaw Paul Walker mm-hmm. fights. Yes. In, in the, the boss and then in that, that building. I thought those were really cool. And not just because Tony Jaw, but, like, how they incorporated... Paul Walker um, fighting Tony Jaa and made it mm. look like believable that he might actually be able to hold his own against him. Yeah, because um, that would not actually that would happen. not actually happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I, those fights were really good for me. Um, they're inventive. Yeah, they're smart. They're cool. Yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Um, I also really like the like Fast and Furiousness of the first action sequence with the bus. And all the cars and all of that. Um, that scene's really good. The, you're talking about the cars out of the plane? Oh, the cars out of the plane. But even the just road. on the road. Just yeah. The yeah. way the they road. coordinate. Yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's just classic Fast and Furious chase. Mm-hmm. Like car, what is it, vehicular warfare or whatever yeah. the, the phrase they coin. Um, that's just classic that. And that I really liked. And that was, I thought it was shot really well and done really well. Um, and you could you had a feel of the action, what was happening, and there was suspense and um, flow. That was really, really solid for me. Um 
Also, just the one-liners. There's so many good one-liners in this movie. <laughs> it's like everything someone says is a sweet one-liner that's either hilarious or awesome or whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's just like the best. It's just like they just thought of awesome one-liners and put them in the movie. Have and you I seen, love one-liners. Oh, have you seen that movie? I don't remember the actual name of the movie. I want to say it was Lockout. I called it Space Prison. Oh, yeah, with the Guy Pierce. Yeah. yeah have yeah, you seen yeah. that? I have not seen that movie. Okay, that whole movie, just Guy Pierce, is not, his entire dialogue is nothing but one-liners. From the like moment it starts to the end, it's just constant one-liners from him, and it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Awesome. So basically, The Rock and Vin Diesel in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. So yeah. those, are, those are the highlights for me, uh, personally. Okay. Uh, Robert, what about you? Uh, you know... My favorite part of the movie was probably the Vin Carjack. Just he just picks well, up he a just car. Lifts a car. <laughs> he just lifts a picks car. up a car so Paul Walker can get under it and try to dismantle it, but fails. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the favorite scene in the movie. Um, but it's got to be the Vin Diesel and, and Jason Statham just fighting at the end. Just, the crazy ass weapons fight. Yeah, yeah. Pipe, you don't, you don't pipe like weapons that. or no. whatever they are. It was very medieval. It was just like... It, it the was, music was so epic during was, that scene. It had a choir get busted out during oh, it. I, I thought know. it was sweet. <laughs> Made me laugh. Uh, it felt very raw, though. There was a lot of emotion there. Yeah. Like, because they hated each other. Mm, see, I didn't even buy that. Because personally, I didn't really buy into Jason Statham's character in that movie. Like, I felt like the other Shaw brother in the last one was actually a much better villain. I actually of, agree. Well, yeah. like you said earlier, there was just no character development right. in this movie. Right. That was his biggest flaw. Yeah. I can forgive no plot, but because the characters just kind of... Yeah, I, I mean... But, caricatures of themselves. It yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um... So what what were your highlights of the movie? My highlights were definitely it was a mountain chase. Okay, I really liked the mountain chase, and yeah. don't get me wrong, that was also ridiculous. <laughs> so like, you but don't... it was Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but but and, and it felt it felt in line with what they were kind of been, they've been doing for yeah. a while. Versus the ending familiar. of the film, which did not feel like it was in, in line with what had been happening previously in this series. Right. The mountain chase feels like the chase in Mexico at the beginning of 4. Right. Yeah. Similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or even the, the truck chase in the very first movie on steroids, oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it felt kind of in line with that. And I felt like it dealt with various strands, dealing with various characters very well. Uh, so I really liked that scene in general, and it had you know Tony Jaw and, and Paul Walker fighting in a cool Which way, sweet, and yeah. um, so I dug that. Even though I kind of didn't understand what the hell was happening for part of that, like why they were doing half the shit they were doing, but um, I really enjoyed that part of it. And obviously, Paul Walker's send off was probably my favorite part. Mm, yeah. Um, my favorite part was probably any time the camera followed someone through a complete somersault. <laughs> which <laughs> happened a lot. Which happened a lot. And, and it, two times? Three. 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 Okay. And it worked for me every time. Yeah, every yeah. time it happened, I was like, that was sweet. Yeah. Okay, there was the one where The Rock, like, body slams Jason mm-hmm. Statham. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, during the chick fight one. Yep. And then was there was one where... Was it Tony John Paul Walker? No, it was, uh... Oh, there was one for that, too. There were four. There was another one where Vin Diesel threw Jason Statham and he did a somersault, oh, and it followed yes. him through the somersault. That's right. That was my favorite one, actually. Yeah. And then also, the fight scene in the warehouse with Tony Jaa, when he was on the cart thing and like walked up the wall yeah. and then did the splits vertically across yeah. the wall and then, and then flipped over Paul Walker. Sweet. Yeah. I love Tony Jaa. Yeah. So, so sweet. those were probably like the big ones for me, but... I. 
a lot of the action really, really worked for me. Even the like crazy, I, I admittedly the crazy big ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. I really like that whole sequence anyway. Like I liked, I liked the switching of the cars with Ramsey. I thought mm-hmm. that was sweet. I thought they did a really good job with the exception of Letty. Um, balancing that scene with all the characters and everything that was going on with them. I felt like it ran way too long. I feel like if that probably. scene had probably been about... It was a little too long. Two or three minutes shorter, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it, like that would make the whole difference. I, that's how I felt about the mountain chase, to be perfectly honest. Yeah? I felt like that went on way too long. I, well, I think that almost every action scene in that movie went on a little too long. Because it's a two hour and 20 minute action scene. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. It's just an action scene. Yeah, the whole thing. I don't know. I just kind of felt like the last action scene when when you have the helicopter and the drone and the Jason Statham fight and the it just was too many things going on and they were all too long and in in of themselves and then just added up by the end of it. Another highlight for me was when Ramsey said, "What are you doing?" and Paul Rocker said, "Kicking it old school," and then like. Hid from the drone under the semi. Yeah. That was yeah. sweet. Yeah. Brought it back. Yeah. yeah, that was sweet. That and it was felt a good like touch. a huge payoff for it like did. from the first movie. It felt yeah. like a huge payoff. Mm-hmm. So I, that actually might be my favorite part of the whole yeah. movie. That's pretty awesome. Okay, so you know, as much as we love the series, and as much as we're willing to forgive a lot, even in this movie. I would say this is one of the weaker entries in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all almost on the same page with that. As far as character development and things like that. So what were some of your lowlights? For me, uh, I'm kind of feeling what Mike was feeling about it's a little too much. Um, and I think what did it was coming back to L.A. and then having all these ridiculous things happen in L.A. Mm-hmm. Having the drone and the helicopter um, in L.A. was kind of like it took away... It kind of grounded it in a weird way that made it less believable. Because when yeah. they're in, on some mountain somewhere, or they're in Abu Dhabi, or they're who knows where they are, it's more believable because you, you haven't been there. You don't know those places, but if you're just in L.A. Like we a, saw this movie in L.A. Yeah, if you're just in L.A., it's kind of grounds it and makes it more real. So it's like, oh, that would never happen in L.A. Kind of, a, kind of an idea. And a little bit. And not to the extreme that I'm just like, oh, it's... I can't handle it, but it was the, when they shot down that cell, cell tower oh my or whatever. I was, and I thought in my head, I was just like, wait, you can't just shoot down a cell tower? Yeah. Like, You can't just have a military helicopter manned by mercenaries that has a drone on it flying in L.A. and nobody's yeah. not going to do anything about yeah. it? Uh, which, that that was okay. It was okay uh, until they shot the tower for me. No, no. I felt like when I saw that, like, that helicopter fly into the shot, I was just, ugh. So that part... Um, was the part that kind of took me out a little bit. I mean, I mean, whatever. Like, I still enjoyed it, and I was in it, and I was feeling it, and I was with that scene. Um, what really took me out was the spinning camera shots. <laughs> like, there was one scene when, um, who was it? Paul Walker and, mm-hmm. um, what's her name? Gal Gadot. Uh, right? Um, no. That's not Gal Gadot? No, that was Giselle. Oh, we're talking about Ramsey? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, wife. Brian's wife. Oh, Mia. 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 Thank you. I can't believe I'm right. Okay. There's this one scene with uh, Paul Walker and Mia. They're on the phone. And is it Paul Walker? It might be Vin Diesel. It's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel and Mia on the phone. And it's just constantly like spinning around them while they're on the phone. And it's super distracting. And I was just like, 
obnoxious. <laughs> um, and that's one thing I didn't like about the movie. I thought the direction of the movie was actually not good. I agree. Um, so a lot of the camera choices, while there were some cool ones with the spinning and the somersaults, were cool. But it was just like too much, man. There, the, const- the camera didn't stop moving. There's way too the spinning. It made me dizzy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, given... IMAX, it's giant. So. And a lot of close-ups. A lot of close-ups. Like, yeah. He wasn't comfortable having a long-distance shot and holding it for very yeah. long, it almost just... ever, until the very end of the movie. And then it was like, oh, finally, we can move away from character faces all yeah. the time. And so there was some, I had some problems with the cinematography. Now, the action scenes were well shot. You knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. You had a good spatial um, idea of where stuff was and who was where and all that sort of a thing. Um so it didn't take you out of it, but there's just like weird camera, particular shot decisions that really bugged me. Um, so that was part of it. And I think it has to do with the, you know, we got used to just Fast and Furious looking a certain way because we've seen five or whatever with Justin Lin directing, mm-hmm. like the same people. So with, when it doesn't look like that, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of for me. I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, yeah, going off of that, like all the slow mo shots. Yeah, there were some really slow-mo. awkward slow mo shots that were stuttery, slow-mo. and then the one that were like filmed in high frame rate and just flip back and forth sometimes. It just felt very bizarre. I think what me was like the sped up shots. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah, the, the, the ramp shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the, it's just like mm-hmm. spin real quick. Yeah, the ramped like up spin. Punching speed real quick and yeah. then the slow again. It's just yeah. kind of the hide all the defects, I think. I think he was trying to hide a lot of. Something. <laughs> it was just weird. I think that was the main thing. And not like distracting weird, but just a little bit like, wh- wait, why? Why is this like this? Mm-hmm. You know, not enough to ruin the movie or anything. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my negatives. Uh, backing, backing off of that, um, I mean, yeah, that was the direction, but I think the editing was probably worse. I agree. Um, it really kind of, I mean, and this kind of piggyback off of having no, no plot either, uh, but it's just, it jumped really quick. Through locations. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> really quick. It's with, like they, with almost no like, stitching between. Yeah, it just them. took out all the planning phases, and mm-hmm. then they're just starting the next mission. Yeah, yeah. we're going to Abu Dhabi. We're in Abu Dhabi. We got the thing. Let's go. <laughs> we, need to, we need to build these cars. Okay, we've planned for everything that's going to happen in in this stunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they would be talking about the planning midway through the action scene because they didn't even bother with the pre-planning <laughs> to yeah. explain it to. Yeah. which was actually some of the stuff that worked the most in Fast Six specifically yeah it was the planning stages yeah you know yeah. we were just hanging out talking to each other yeah. and working on the cars is part of yeah. the movie right. and Fast Five was pretty much an entire movie devoted to them planning a heist yeah and I really liked that aspect of yeah. it and then now they're just beyond that point they're just oh we're going from action sequence to action sequence yeah, yeah. did you have anything besides the editing or uh, well I said earlier the lack of character development but there's not much more to say than just there wasn't any there character, wasn't any character yeah. development. Which, I mean, these characters are pretty well developed. Yeah. To be honest. Like, you know who they are. You know, you're not trying to, like... The only one them. that was being developed was Paul Walker, and they did that well. They were mm-hmm. developing him into the father mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. from this, you know... I thought Letty had some, some good moments, too. Yeah. Oh, like when her amnesia got cured because the sack of grenades blew up a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, I feel like, wasn't it... She said it was it, they, they like it came back to her when they were in Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. Did but, she? Yeah. She yeah. saw. Okay. Yeah. I she said that, that when they, they were in the elevator, elevator. They were in the elevator and they had that moment. That's what. Oh. She, came okay. Back to her. I missed that part completely. Okay. I just heard that. her say it came back to me like a flood. I heard that line yeah. and I was just like, 
Because the thing blew up? No, she says in, in Abu Dhabi. Okay, so, I didn't yeah. I didn't catch that. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm significantly more okay with how her amnesia got cured then. Yeah. I thought she she was the only character that actually had, and Paul Walker, they were the only ones that really had any kind of growth or anything. Like yeah. So. Yeah, but at the same time, piggybacking off of what you two have said, I don't think she was in the movie enough for it to really yeah. hit home. Like, I think there That's was... Her. I never thought I would say this about a movie. There wasn't enough Michelle Rodriguez in it. <laughs> Actually, I'm beginning to kind of like her, which is weird. So I, am I. Yeah, like I've hated her for years. Yeah. That's true. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's feeling that right yeah. now. Because that was one of my first thoughts Like in the middle of that movie when she wasn't in it enough. I was like, do I like her now? <laughs> I've never liked her, except in these movies, but now I feel like I kind of want to see her in other things. Strangely. Yeah. Strangely, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, some lowlights were the lack of, of Owen Sh- or Deckard Shaw being... It's weird because he started out as Ian Shaw. Um, <laughs> Deckard Shaw not being like a well-fleshed-out villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like... He's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, like Enigma. it's... You know? He just kind of starts out and he's like, you hurt my brother, so I'm going to hurt you back. And, but, like, that's kind of it for him over the course of the movie. Yeah, it's like one line of character building. Yeah, and so, like, I, it just, like, I, we never spent enough time with him for me to give a crap outside of the fact that, like, he killed Han, so therefore we have to, like, have this vendetta against him. But he killed Han, like, that was a retcon. That wasn't planned out before, like, so... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Deckard Shaw was, like, as good of a villain as if you would have had Owen Shaw just, like, get off the ventilator and come back. Mm, yeah, weirdly, I kind of yeah, agree with you. Well, not to mention, I don't even feel like him killing Han was handled well in this movie. And maybe that's partially because of Paul Walker's death. They rejiggered some things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It happens in an offhand way in this movie, and I understand that you know you have to watch all these movies back to back to really appreciate maybe this one. But I'm more of a fan of having movies be more self-contained, even if they are part of a larger series, because it makes that emotional impact within the movie you're watching matter more. And it like it was almost as if this movie didn't go through the legwork of making you care about certain things, and it was like screw you if you don't already care about it. One of the biggest problems I had with the Third Hobbit. That movie had a shit ton of problems, but that was one of the biggest problems really? it. Yeah, yeah. They, the way Han's death, death is handled is it just like happens. And you're right. like, wait, what? It happened already? And then the and then and then they, and they talk to Lucas Black for a minute, and then okay, well, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm glad that they wrapped that whole thing up. Yeah. He never has to come back. I'm yeah. glad that happened. Well, I hate to but, disappoint you, but he signed on for two more movies. Okay, that's horrible. <laughs> he looks old, by the way. He yeah. Um, so I want a, okay. And, so with that, okay. Well, before we get going, before we I was going to say, Deckard Shaw, his opening scene was pretty sweet. It was. It was yes. really, really ridiculous. Terminator 1 status. Yes. It was. I totally agree with that. And now that's, that's created a bar that was impossible for him to go and surpass past that point. I don't think so. I just think they mishandled him. I think they could have had that happen. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But they just chose not to for yeah. whatever reason. Also, another low light was not enough rock. That rock was he was too busy filming San Andreas. Well, and which was apparently. stupid. Yeah. Or was it Hercules? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I thought he was just planning on how to break out of the cast with one arm the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the way that Han's death is handled, it's it's just so fast. 
Because that was a huge... When Han dies in the third one, he's the only person in that movie you actually care about. Or who <laughs> matters. Or who matters. Yeah. So when he dies, it's like, no, you like, hurts you. Mm-hmm. Right? And then this movie's like, oh yeah, Han's dead, whatever, next. You know, and they have a funeral for him, and that was, that's cool. You know, that's good. But it's just like, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. I don't even get to like... Experience Grief? that. Yeah, experience that, or whatever. Yeah. It felt very like... Offhand. Yeah, offhand. It mm-hmm. felt very unfast and furious, like they didn't even care about it. Yeah. You know? Because it just happened so fast. Given, I mean, you got to get on. You got to get on this movie. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's happened twice after this. Yeah, it's happened like, twice. You know, it happened, happened in three, yeah. and then they reshot yeah. it. And in that's, six. Part, that's part of the editing it's true. stuff that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, that goes along with that. Just that goes along. It, it, it has like what I call Amazing Spider-Man syndrome, where like it chooses to focus to linger on the wrong parts of stuff, <laughs> where it's like. Yeah, we get that part. You could have moved that along and then spent more time on this, and that mm-hmm. would have had a bigger impact on me. Yeah. And it, like, I don't really think Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, is that bad, but that's like probably its biggest problem is the things it chooses to focus yeah. on is uh, off. And so, I think this one has the same problem. So the editing, basically, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, you're, you're totally right yeah. about that. So <clears throat> I want to talk about Lucas Black for a second. Because one of my favorite things in this movie was him aging six years in the matter of a second. <laughs> because it was just like, here's a clip from Tokyo Drift. Here's him now, and he's like middle aged. He's, like, he's old. He's putting on a bunch of weight. His head looked like it was a different shape. It did. His voice sounded deeper, yeah. older. Yep. Yeah, that he was had a different accent, but it still <laughs> yeah. Worse. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious to me because they showed the clip, and I was like. Oh, this is gonna suck when they go to him now. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go and reshoot it. To be honest, yeah. With you. Although Bow Wow's like 37 now too, so that would have looked weird. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that, but yeah, I'm glad it's gone now. Yeah, I hope he's not. Oh, is he man. actually gonna be in the next one? Yeah, and I think Bow Wow might be in it too. Don't no! say things like that. Uh, I'm don't sorry. say things like that. I'm pretty sure I'm right though. Yeah. <sighs> That just makes me sad. Yeah, that bummed me out a lot, actually. R.I.P. Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Mike, what were your lowlights in a nutshell? <laughs> I mean, I don't really go and, you know, just bore people to death with things I've already complained about. I just, I'll go and talk about something new, though, which is that I kind of feel like there was a tonal shift or a genre shift kind of going on through the movie at various points that I wasn't completely comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And obviously the series has already flirted with it before, but I mean, they're basically spies now. Yeah. In Fast Five, they weren't spies. They were kind of Robin Hood characters doing some things, whatever. And then the last one, they were sort of leaning towards spy-ish, but it still felt kind of in keeping with what they were going for. And now... Midway through the movie, Kurt Russell shows up. They get taken to this government site, and like they've got these high tech computers, and they're talking about a James Bondian doomsday device thing. And I, Vin Diesel's sitting there in the room, and I just felt, just, what is going on here? Every garage had like seven monitors. Yeah, <laughs> just in case, man. Just in case. And I don't know. Too many monitors. I feel like I walked into a different movie because Vin Diesel's just—he's the only guy there. And he's talking to Kurt Russell, and they're talking about secret government stuff and I just got taken out of that moment I didn't because Kurt Russell was there yeah let's talk about that for a second he was awesome he He was was so good I'm glad that he didn't turn out to be a bad guy either because I was like waiting for it yeah I was kind of expecting it but then no, I didn't like the part. He was a boss. He was he was a boss, but then like he goes and does a boss thing midway through the movie. You know, it's with, with, the, with the night vision goggles. The night vision sunglasses. Like, but but then but then he goes and gets like taken out like 
a minute after that badass scene, and you're like, oh no, and then he's actually alive, and you're like, oh yeah, and then he disappears the rest of the movie, and you're like, oh no, and that was a really awkward way they handled that, in my opinion. So, anyway, getting back to the, the other point, the tonal thing, I didn't quite get over that hump, mm. and if that's how the rest of this franchise is going to go, I'm going to have to get over it eventually, but that was my issue with it. Now, like having seen the movie, and, and we know what we know now, and, and we, you know, it's all been spoiled for us now. What do you want to see happen next? Do you have... uh, return to racing? Just like they need to ground it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's back to its roots. Um, yeah. I mean, the action scenes with all the spy stuff and you know, black ops, whatever. It's sweet, but. If they like, I don't, I don't know that they should focus on a new group of people, but they just need to bring it back down a few levels. I'm not sure there's a lot left to say about some of these people in this group anymore. Yeah. And I mean, as much as I like yeah, them, yeah, I was thinking about this, what like kind of while we we're watching it, like where to go next, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like to me, it's the series is kind of done. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if, if Paul Walker's not gonna be there, it's not gonna be the same series. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Like him, him and Vin Diesel are the core, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of just gonna become something else at this point, which is totally fine. But I was thinking about like how they need to bring in more crew, you know, more mm-hmm. people. And I thought like, because you, you think, oh, they bring in Lucas Black and those people from Tokyo Drift and stuff. It's like, but it's like, I don't really want that to happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I actually want Ramsey and Elena to be part of the team. Yeah. I liked both of those. Elena was in it for like a half second, but I really, I was really intrigued by that character. Yeah, but where where is it going, you know? So, and I like the fact that this one, and I called it from the trailer, that it was going to be a spy movie. Yeah. And it was a spy movie. And I like that, you know, because they've all been different movies and they're just Fast and Furious with different movies. And I like that it was a spy movie because it was di- something a little different um, and it was just kind of ridiculous and all that. And I like that. Um, so the the tonality changed in both me, um, and I see that kind of like coming in the future. Like that's the next step, you know. It's just like it's gonna just be continue with that idea of like it's just gonna be a different type of movie, mm-hmm. you know. And and it should be in it. I I want it to be. I don't want it to be the same. And I'm kind of along with the lines with Mayo. Like, yeah, let's just get back to just sweet racing, you know. Like, and just like make that exciting again, you know. Just going fast, you know. Like in the first one, they were just drag racing. Yeah. You know, and it was still exciting. Yeah. You know, they were driving in a straight line. You, and you know why? Because you cared about the characters. That's true. Well, which and, gets back to... And also because they all live their lives a quarter mile at a time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was like the race meant something. You're right. But also just the way the race it was it was done. You know, mm-hmm. the way was, there, there was a build up to just a, a drag race. Mm-hmm. You know? I think... So I, I kind of want that to happen. But I also kind of want it to just be different. Like, I want something different. And because, this, to me, the series is kind of over. Mm-hmm. I think there's a longing to go back to that that we're seeing in this movie. Yeah, um, I, I, I think with the, the, the opening and at, at Race Wars, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that was sort of a, the building block to like, let's put this in there and see who, how the fans react to it. And then maybe we'll build off that in the next one. I thought, uh, obviously, Paul Walker's send-off, which we'll get into in depth in a minute, very much felt like that. And I also thought... The my favorite scene, the like I'm doing it old school. Yeah, very much felt like we want to do this. We just want to make sure that's okay with you. Like I think this is a franchise that very much wants to do right by its fans. Totally, and it still feels like that. Like for as you know, as removed as the characters are, and and, and you know all these things that we seem like kind of nitpicky on. I don't feel like abandoned by the franchise, and I don't feel like 
I don't feel like they didn't care about it. I don't feel like, you know, betrayed by it or anything. Well, and I want to just clarify that, you know, I I sound like the guy who's completely negative on it, but Mm -hmm. that's just I'm trying to balance out three other people who generally liked it, and so I'm kind of just emphasizing the things I don't like. But Mm -hmm. I still liked it in the end. Yeah, and it it wasn't phoned in. Yeah, no, everyone gave a crap. Yeah, Yeah, it was a labor of love for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So where do you want to see the, the series go, Mike? I don't know. I, I agree with Mayo in the sense that I, I, well, I agree that it needs to be more grounded. You know, whether or not it goes into races again, I would like to go back to that a little bit. But I just want some action scenes where there's a clear communication of, okay, these are the human limits of a body that, that, that can happen, <laughs> you know, that someone can take. And so when I can get invested in a fight scene and I can see a logical point where it's going to end, otherwise it just goes on and on until infinity and I don't really care anymore. So I'd like to go and see some more practical action kind of come back and come into play. I would like to see a little bit less military hardware being used all the time. I would prefer for them to kind of be more Robin Hood-esque characters than government spy types. Yeah, I think that that kind of makes more sense with the characters too. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they keep on trying to find ways to get them into this wider spy mercenary stuff area and I feel like after this movie that avenue is exhausted as much as I like Kurt Russell yeah I agree Kurt Russell's been promised for more in the eighth one though so yeah I know so I know what's gonna happen I'm pretty excited yeah yeah I'm I'm cool with those um you know I would like to see Kurt Russell step into a rock uh type role a rock from fast five type role Mm -hmm. we're like because like that's one of the best movies in the franchise i think yeah i agree and it is the best yeah Yeah. i was just gonna say that yeah Yeah, and and so i think part of what i like about that is like the rock is sort of the catalyst for that and what makes him the catalyst for that is that he's a lawman but also he kind of like he's almost like a paul walker too where like yeah you know, he's he, Paul Walker on steroids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beefed out Paul Walker. Where it's like, and that like, I think I like that theme with those characters. I, I I really like the first one because Paul Walker is like this lawman, but also he like makes friends and like sees them as like a really like tight mm-hmm. family unit and like unit and like appreciates that. And like the Rock sees the same thing in in these people in Fast Five. And so I think it's time to have someone else come in and do that. That's what I'd like to see for that. Is almost. Almost a reboot, but not like almost have like a reboot of the stakes. Yeah, because they're all right with the law now. Yeah, and it's the, there's no like sort of threat coming from that that side anymore. Yeah, in addition to the bad guys that they fight, and that's why I think was what was interesting about the best movies in the franchise, which is basically five and one. Mm-hmm. Is that there was that conflict where good people are not right with the law and they're also not right with the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, because then you, they're getting it from both ends. So I would, I don't know. I, I feel like much in the way the X Men franchise is ready for new mutants. I think we're, you know, we talked about the connection last time. <laughs> yeah. I think we're ready for not a completely new crew, but a lot of new crew yeah. Yeah. in this one. Like I'm. I'm not tired of seeing these characters, but I think they're just done. Not all of them. I think Vin Diesel still needs to be the leader. Oh, sure. I think yeah. he still needs to be in it, which means Bashar Rodriguez still needs to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like I said, I'd like to see Elena and Ramsey show up in a bigger capacity. I really yeah. liked both of those characters, even though they didn't really do much with them. They really like 
were interesting when they were on screen. And I was like, I want to know more about those two people. Which is how I felt about the last X-Men movie, where the people who had the least amount of screen time, I was like, show me more of them, they're sweet. Oh, you mean Quicksilver. <laughs> no, not Quicksilver. Um, what, the portal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that threw the portals. I was just like, I just want to watch a whole movie yeah, of that. Yeah, she was Blink. Sweet. Blink, yeah. I just want to watch a whole Blink movie, because that power is yeah, boss. Cool. But I said, what, that's the thing that Fast Furious does really well, really well, is it introduces new characters and, like, brings them into the fold really well. Yeah. That you, like, like them, like the, like the Ramsey character. Like, you introduce her, and she's, like, she's kind of cool, and she's interesting, and she's fun, and she's just, like, part of the team. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it needs to do more of, I think, in the future. Yeah. It's just, like, bring all these new people in and get some fresh blood in there and, like, make it new and different while also returning to what made it good originally. You know, mm-hmm. the racing and um, the, the structure of... But with what you guys are saying, it's like that's going to be difficult because now they're superhumans, they're superheroes. Yeah, and to reduce them to normal humans again, that's going to be pretty difficult. That's true. Right, and this is the dark side of escalation, which we talked about. This series does well, right? But it might have gone too far now to go and bring it back down because there's going to be a certain segment of people now who watch these movies who expect it. Right. That brings me to this question, actually, that I've been thinking about. So, do you think it's too far gone? What do you mean by that? Like, do you think it's? Do you think, do you think they, it's gotten too over the top? Do you think it's gotten too over the top to where they can't bring it back yet? Oh, I don't think so at all. Um, mostly because, like, you still care about these characters just because of this movie that didn't have the most character moment, whatever. But it was still, it was awesome. It was entertaining, and you still care about them. Yeah, you know, just because. I mean, in the fourth one, Vin Diesel gets shot in the back, and he's just like, what? Like, nothing happened. And he just looks at that guy like, what did you just do? And then punches a window out of a car. Yeah, see, like, um, that kind of stuff. Who just gets shot, and it's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, like, Vin Diesel, like, whatever, you know? Just because he can take 30 million punches, it's like, well, yeah, he's Vin Diesel, of course he can take 30 million punches. You know, he could take that from the beginning. I kind of feel like Vin Diesel's character has gotten... Beyond the point of no return. Really? I yeah, like, like where I do not feel like he is in danger at all anymore. And where the point where he goes and beats a bad guy is he stomps on the concrete and then well, that's a because, parking garage collapses and well, he beats the villain. No, what happens is when you take a fight to the streets, <laughs> the street always wins. Always wins. <laughs> right. That's why that happens. The street wins. Right, yeah. The, the street being the parking garage that is clearly disconnected from the street. No, that's it's made out of street. Yeah. <laughs> it's still on it's, the street. It's made no. out of what the street is made out of, it's therefore it's the streets. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so anyway, Mayo... I don't think it's too far gone. I think the series got to the third one and it didn't quit. So it can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if it can make it through that. You know what? Fair point. It can make it through Good anything. point. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to revise the answer I was going to give. You might be right. <laughs> um, I don't think it's too far gone because I think you can still bring in these new characters. And so I think, I think what we've seen is the end of these characters' stories mainly. And so now we can start with a new crew and build those people back up. We can we can reset and then escalate, but still keep us grounded to these characters by still having like Vin and Letty, or Dom and Letty in charge. Okay. So I, that's kind of how I feel. If they do that, I don't think it's too far gone. I think it's not too far gone if they go and do another focus shift, which is that they get mm-hmm. back to doing heists or be on the wrong side of the law with with people versus being involved racing. with spies. And going back to racing. If they can do that, it's a revival. If they go back and just keep on fighting terrorists, basically, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so uh, last 
Paul Walker send off. It was really good. Like I, we were talking about before, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna cry when the end of the movie because it's like pretty much. And I didn't, but it, it's like I did, <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool, and I respect that. But it was it was handled very very well. It was, it was classy. It was classy, which is like. Not a word that you would associate yeah, with this franchise. Expect, not a word you would expect from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. But it's like not out of its realm either. It was totally, it was just right. It was like, it felt right in the movie. It felt right with the franchise. It felt right by all the characters and the actors and all the people involved in the making and the fans and everyone. It was just like, it was like, yeah, hey, you know, we love you, man, and we're going to miss you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was very real and like just done, handled very well. Classy. The, the song choice was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the dialogue for Dom and uh, Tyrese were pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Where, oh, like when really? Tyrese was like, it's going to be different now? Yeah, it just really it's, hit home. That's when it started for me, man. <laughs> I just appreciated the direction of some of those shots in terms of the beach scene where they lingered on a longer distance shot of him with Mia and, and his son. And then obviously at the very end when the car goes and splits ways, mm. yeah. that was really powerful. Yeah, powerful. that was a really well constructed shot, and yeah. you can tell a lot of thought was put into that. And once again, it was just classy. Yeah, cool. yeah, no, it, like it hit me a lot harder than I thought it was going to. Like, I, man, I was so quiet after that movie because I was like in a weird mood. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a weird mood almost until we started recording <laughs> because of it. I don't know. It just like. Um, and that might be because I have other reasons why that would affect me, but I just like it. I totally understood where Vin was coming from yeah. in that scene, and I was like, "Man, I totally get that. I, I completely understand how you're feeling right now." And like, yeah. I don't know, it just brought a lot of that back. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I, I don't know. I loved it. And then like when they showed the like montage of everything, yeah. and it was just like. The babyest Paul Walker in the yeah. Yeah. I went, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I just went, oh, wow. Like, we've come such a long way with these characters. And I think that, like, I think that made me appreciate why this movie was all climax yeah. way more. Because yeah. I was just like, we've come this far with these characters. Why not give them this? Yeah, they've earned a climax. Yeah. I, that's fair. And I was also touched by the fact that they handled it so well, just from the standpoint that. Paul Walker's character was always my favorite character. Yeah. Because to me, he's the more relatable one. Oh, yeah. Vin Diesel's character is now basically superhuman. Right. And he's always right. And he always busts out a badass one-liner. It, it, to, to I, I think, almost a point of absurdity now. But I feel like Paul Walker's like the guy who grounded it somewhat. Cause yeah. He, he gave a re- relatable dimension to all these other super rooks going on. And not to mention, I just kind of feel like he was a decent dude. Yeah. Like, both his character and himself. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of grounding, like him revving the engine on the minivan and just yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's a shame he died while they were filming that because there was potential for that character to grow a lot in yeah. this, and I think he did as well as they could with him totally dying did, in, yeah. in the middle of the shoot. But I think there was potential for that to like really flesh it out and even just have him retire from the series. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like he could have retired from the series at this point, whether or not he died. Yeah. And I I liked that. Like, I liked that they were able to... You know, I wish it wasn't under the circumstances that he died. Yeah. But I liked that they were able to send a major, major, major character off. And, like, not have it be, like, manipulative or, like, feel forced or anything. I just felt like a natural conclusion for that character. 
either way. Um, I liked that, and I had something else I was going to say, and I forgot. So, never mind. <laughs> Sweet. So, do you guys have final thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, I liked it. Go see it. It was great. Um, just ridiculous. You know, go on with the mindset of just, you're going to have fun. You know, and you're going to enjoy this movie, um, and it's it's just going to be really fun and entertaining and crazy. Yeah. He basically took all the words. Oh, Digimon Hansu, or however you say his name. Digimon. You just called him Digimon Hansu. <laughs> That's what his name looks like. That's what I call him. But he was also a pretty good character. I thought. I thought he was a better bad guy than Decker Shaw. I actually agree. I liked his character way more than I liked Jason Statham. Oh, Tony Jaa's character. No, no, the black guy. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was the real villain of the movie in in my brain. I cared way more he was. about was. He was like the the leader. Yeah, Digimon Hansu. <laughs> In spite of my problems with it, I thought it was a really fun movie. It was a great time in the theater to see with an audience. And then you have to respect the fact that after what happened to Paul, that this movie even works at all. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was kind of crazy that yeah. it actually is good. And it's something that we had we didn't talk about, but this movie actually kind of works, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I really... That was one of the most fun theater experiences I've had in a long time. I don't know. Just like every crazy thing that happened had like a big reaction from me. Maybe it's because I was sitting next to Slade and he was having (laughs) equally big reactions. I was. So I was feeding off of that. And then also my fiance was having like, I've never seen her more enthralled by a movie either. So I was like, what's going on with you? (laughs) Um, And like, I don't know. I really liked the payoff for all these characters, even in the midst of the ridiculousness. It felt earned to me. I didn't have a problem with that. So go in, especially if you're a fan of these movies. I don't know why you wouldn't see these movies if you're a fan of them before. But if you haven't seen it yet and you plan on seeing it, go in just knowing that, like, yeah, it's big, it's loud, it's crazy, it's silly, it's ridiculous, but I don't think it's undeserved from these people. And I think there's some flaws that we've talked about that in almost any other movie would kill it. Like, if this was the first in a franchise, I would be like, F all of this. Yeah, it would not work. It would, it would not, not work. work. But because these characters have been connected to us for 15 years, even though, you know, I only watched the first five, like, two years ago, these are characters that have been around and people have known for 15 years. I think that that earns this the spot to have this movie exist. So, it's really good. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having joining me. Joining me. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to email the show and talk about your thoughts on the movie before and after show at gmail.com to uh, talk about stuff in, in detail if you want to see me never tweet although I tweeted the other night yeah you did yep I wrote Downton Disney instead of Downtown Disney clever <laughs> yep clever yep that was my first tweet in like four months there so was, if you there were some tweets in the movie too what? Oh yeah, there was birds chirping for yeah, no reason was. when they were going over the cliff. Yeah, that was awesome. Yep. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at before and after pod. That's at before the letter N after pod. You guys have anything else to say? Thanks. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Yep. It's been fun. Alright, until next time. Go watch something. Right. <laughs>